Well, I, I gave you a handout here with a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, I wanted to read this one verse to you and just share a few minutes on the whole idea of, of gifts around Christmas. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It's the last verse. And uh, Paul's been talking about the generosity of some of the saints and encouraging other saints to be generous of what they have. And he says, uh, closing this out in verse 15, he says, Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. So the gift that God has given to us in Christ Jesus really is inexpressible, yet all of Scripture is, is trying to help us realize that. And so words are written, you know, trying to help us understand this inexpressible gift, what God's given in Christ Jesus. And so as we, we think about that, I was just I was thinking this week about the work of the Trinity, basically, and the, the giving of God's gifts to us. So I just kind of broke this down with some thoughts that I had. You know, love is a, or excuse me, life is a gift, isn't it? And when you read through... Acts chapter 17 where Paul comes into Athens and he and he's paraded down the street and he looks at all these these gods with all these tags under their statues you know and then he sees one that says to the unknown God and so he says hey I, I'm here to tell you about the one that you don't know he's the real one and he talks about how God has drawn the lines for people in every generation to live where they live to occupy uh, chronologically and geographically areas of the world. And so that, that's the kind of life that God's given us. He's gifted everyone with that kind of life. He's given everyone an opportunity to live. He's drawn the lines. It says in Psalms, if you pray with Murray very often, you'll find out one of his favorite things to remember in prayers that God has drawn the lines for us in pleasant places, the psalmist says. And so God has drawn lines for everyone in which they live, the boundaries of their lives, their, their chronology, and their geography. And that's a gift. Everything about life is a gift. We, don't, we didn't come up with this thing, you know. We didn't establish it. We didn't earn life. God just gave it to us. And God the Father wants us to understand that, that, that in Him, then, we live and move and have our being. And so as a Christian, we become conscious of that, don't we? We become conscious of the reality that, that it's within God that we live and move and have our being. Most people don't have that realization. They just think life's all about what they can do or all about themselves. And like Rick Warren said in his book, The Purpose Driven Life, it's not about you. That's the first sentence in the book, if I remember correctly. It's not about you. But it is about us being in God and beginning to live consciously that way. So God grants us this gift of life, and then we find that there's something beyond that. At some point, if we're a Christian, that there's abundant life, that there's this life that's overflowing. There's more than enough, and that comes by faith in Christ Jesus. So we enter into this life of abundance, this eternal life, really the life of God that we begin to partake of. Jesus said, the, you know, the adversary has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I've come to give life and to give it to you abundantly. So God wants us to know the eternal life, that life that's uh, uh, unquenchable, you know, that's indestructible, that God grants us as we partake of Jesus in faith. So one of my favorite places to think about is how in 2 Peter, where Peter says that the precious and very great promises of God have made us partakers of the divine nature. That's an interesting concept to think about, isn't it? That we're partakers of the divine nature. So we, we, we know about the Trinity. We know God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's almost like God is saying, this is, this is heretical probably, but it's almost as God is saying, in the future there will be God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and God the Bride. Because we will rule and reign. We won't be God in that sense, but we are partaking of the nature of God even now. And so the encouragement of Peter is really get at the business of unwrapping this gift. What's all in it? You ever seen those... Uh, uh, some of you guys may have done this if you gave your wife a present, but I remember somebody somewhere in my past life, I think probably in the 80s, 
that they'd given their wife a ring. And so rings come in those little boxes, you know. So they'd take in that box and they'd put it in a little bit bigger box and another little bit, kind of like those Russian dolls. And they just made this huge box, this huge box by their tree. And the wife begins to unwrap that, and inside that there's another little smaller box, and all the way down to that. And so when we receive this abundant life, when we become partakers of the divine nature, Peter says, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if you do these things, it'll keep you from being unfruitful and ineffective in the knowledge of Jesus. So really what God is saying is there's a lot more life than we've ever realized. And it all comes in this package of Christ Jesus. But our, our calling, our responsibility, and our privilege is to begin to unwrap this abundance of life that God's given. But God's given it up front. You know, it's, it's all ours. It's in the, it may be down in the small box. It may not be unwrapped fully yet. But it belongs to us because God's a giver, and he's given us to be partakers of the divine nature. And so we begin to unwrap that uh, because God's given it to us. So this, I like this, that <clears throat> Jesus says, uh, all the Father gives me will come to me. So we're presents to God, aren't we? We are the gift of the Father to the Son. Uh, Paul puts it another way. He says that, that he wants us to understand that we are the inheritance of God, that we are God's portion. This is a, this is a very fascinating thing to consider, that, that God considers us his portion. He is our portion. But he considers us the same, that we are his inheritance. So God's not, uh, you know, he's really not as interested in, in the rest of creation as he is us, his crowning achievement, so to speak. The best that he can make is humans fashioned in his own image. And we are what he treasures. We are the treasure of God. So in thinking about that, we just see God as a giver and he gives to the Son those who will believe. And those who believe are going to come to Jesus. And so if we've come to Jesus, the only reason we came is because the Father gifted us to the Son. So the gift of God the Son. So here we have this, uh, Jesus comes and he gives his life as a ransom for many. So his gift to us is his own life. He expends himself to purchase us. I was preaching in Faith City the other day and, and uh, I was thinking about that whole idea of the, the costliness of the gift of this abundant life. This is how God values us, that he spent his son, and his son gave himself freely in order to purchase us, to redeem us out from under the bondage of sin and Satan, and out from under the wrath that's rightly deserved by sinners, which we were. But yet God purchased us, he redeemed us with the precious blood of the Lamb. And this is, this is the gift that Jesus gives as his own life for us. So... When we, when we finally get down to the essence of what this gift is, we see Jesus laid bare on the cross, don't we? He's totally unwrapped before us. He's been unwrapping the kingdom of God in his ministry. He's been uh, speaking about the favorable year of the Lord and, and giving tastes of the powers of the age to come. But when it comes right down to it, the, the real gift, and this is why Paul says, I determined to know nothing among you, Corinthians, except Jesus Christ and him crucified, because this is the key to all the gifts that God gives, is the life and then the death, the crucifixion of Jesus. This unwraps everything that God has for us. So it becomes the key to understand all of Scripture. And really, then all of Scripture brings us to that point, doesn't it? To look at Jesus and Him crucified, the, the wealth of God that's opened up to us in His crucifixion and then in the power of His resurrection. So uh, God continues to, to give to us. He supplies all of our needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. 
He just continues giving. That that gift is that's really the gift that never never quits. You know, never never grows old and never gets finished being unwrapped. Really, and uh, the Spirit then conveys that the Spirit giving of Jesus. So if you'll notice when you when we do the the Apostles' Creed, there's a there's a real orderly structure to that. First, it talks about God the Father, then His only begotten Son, then the Spirit, and so the Spirit comes is issues forth from the Father and the Son, and He comes, and when He comes, He he brings all of these gifts with him, and these gifts are very uh, utilitarian. You know, yeah. I've read different. Uh, you probably all have taken these these spiritual gift assessments. You know, have all these different gifts. Some of these assessments say there's 29 gifts in the New Testament. I think that's Bill Hybels. Uh, take on it, the people that worked with him in developing his 29 gifts in the New Testament. Of course, those are not exhaustible. If you, if you read in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's, there's at least nine that are listed, and really a few more that are sprinkled in there. If you look at in Peter, he just, he just breaks them down into two, those who give and those who serve. Uh, Paul talks about seven gifts in Romans chapter 12. And so there's all these places in Scripture where it talks about gifts of the Spirit. So when the Spirit of God comes, He brings with us. He's, he's like a nested rushing doll in Himself. He brings with Him gifts that are be utilized to the glory of God and to the benefit of others. So you and I are beneficiaries not only of the life, the abundance of life in Christ Jesus, but that gift includes being gifted ourselves, and then we expend those gifts, we utilize those gifts to evangelize and to build up the body of Christ. Uh, sometimes we there, there's some there's some theology and, and, and reform theology is, is much like this for the most part. Some of the some of the newer reformers are not not this way, but they they believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit passed away. Well, we don't our our church doesn't believe that. We believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are still in effect, and so it really becomes incumbent on us as we're unwrapping these gifts to find out what it is that God has bequeathed to me in particular, specifically to use, not to. Not to think of something that, that's mine and look how this is really something special. You know, well, it is special, but it's special in its use, not in keeping it for ourselves or thinking somehow that it puts us at a different position or a different level. We're, these, these gifts are very utilitarian. They're to be used, whether they're prophetic, you know, whether they're mercy, whether they're administration, uh, whether they're giving, whatever they are, they're to be used to build up the body of Christ so that we might fulfill the ministry that God's given to us. Nevertheless, we're a, we're a very gifted people. So whatever the gift is we have, and we have a gift of life, first of all, from God the Father who breathed life into humanity, but then we have this gift of abundant life that comes to us by faith in Christ Jesus. And inside of Christ Jesus, there are all these other gifts that are to be unpacked and to be utilized uh, in order that God might be glorified. So I made a list of a bunch of this stuff down here. Uh, but it talks about uh, about how the Spirit has been given in a, in a really a new and a, and a powerful sense in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, in a way that He had never been given in the Old Testament. And Jesus is speaking at the one of the feasts in Jerusalem, and He says, "Anybody that's thirsty needs to come to Me, and I'll give them water, and out of their." innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And then John makes a commentary there when he's writing his gospel. He said, Jesus spoke this about the Holy Spirit who had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. But now Jesus is glorified. He ascended to the right hand of the Father. He sits there and he sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came as this river of living water to well up within us so that there's more than enough for whatever God assigns to us in life. 
And it comes through the gifting and the, the urging and the power of the Holy Spirit moving through us. So if we're not aware of our gifts, it becomes incumbent upon us to, to seek God. In fact, the Bible even says that we're to earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Not so we can show off, but so we can be utilized, so we can be useful in the hands of God to build up the body of Christ and so that we all mature to the fullness of who He is. So we grow up into His headship, and then we, we do these, these ministries. So God not only gave us grace and a gift in life, but He says He also prepared beforehand good works that you and I are supposed to do in order to glorify Him. So this is, this is very fascinating, really, when you start thinking about it. God's already mapped out our life. He's already prepared good works for me and you to do. We've probably already done some of them, hopefully already done some of these good works they're trailing behind us like the psalm says goodness and mercy come behind us going into the presence of god but there are more to do and sometimes we we think oh, well i really i really don't have much of a gift or, i don't know what my gift is well it's incumbent upon us to unwrap this till we get down there and understand hey this is what my gift is and i want to apply that and so we see this you know as we pray on sundays during the church services uh We'll pray. Lots of times somebody will bring up those people that are ushering or people working the sound system or the video, all these kind of things that are really, really behind the scenes, aren't they? You know, we don't consider the people that, that clean and set up the tables, you know, and take stuff down and put things away. And they're doing this stuff. And a lot of those people just enjoy doing that. They have a gift to serve, you know, and they're doing that. And whatever God gives us to serve in, we realize this is a gift. And I can say thank you to God, and I can impact other people. I can prepare the way for God in some small way, maybe, or some larger way, whatever it is. But it's a gift. So life is a gift, isn't it? And God gives us gifts within this life for the purposes of elevating His Son, Christ Jesus, that He might be seen and known. So I want to just want to encourage you, as you're thinking about uh, giving things this Christmas, just remember that You've already got all the good stuff if you've received Christ Jesus. You've got the best. You've got the gifts of God, the gift of the Holy Spirit. You've got abundant life. And now you can expend yourself in unique ways that are pleasing to God and that will benefit and bless other people. So I'm going to leave you with that kind of word. And then I'm going to pray for you. And then we're going to eat some more stuff. We're going to eat, some, we're going to eat what Jim said that he saw down in East Texas. Bacon wrapped pork butt. It sounds good, doesn't it? All right, let's pray together. Father, we do thank you that we're a, we're a gifted people, God, because you are a giving God. Lord, you've given us more than we've realized, more than that we've been able to unwrap so far. But we pray, Lord, for the grace to keep on just digging down into Christ Jesus, into the benefits of belonging to you and him. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you've come alongside us really to to do that, to unpack in us all that pertains to this great salvation that God has given to us. Not only for our sake and not only for knowledge of you, God, which is so precious to us, but that others might see and know and receive from you, God, a life that's complete, fulfilled in Christ Jesus and given to us freely. So God, we thank you for this season of the year. It's really kind of a time to step back and, and think again of how Great is this mystery, God in the flesh of Christ Jesus, and then in the flesh of us by the Holy Spirit. Father, help us to, to take as freely as you've given. We're not good receivers sometimes. Help us to take as freely as you've given so that we can give away that freely. Give ourselves away. Give ourselves away in the gifts that you've given. So God bless us with uh, revelation, with understanding, with uh, strength and energy, and let us be a blessing 
God, to those who are around this Christmas season, God, we ask you this in 